0: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the ivy league mindset podcast today's episode four today we have a real special episode for you hawk and i sat down with our friend Corey. he runs a gym here in london called fit club boot camps he's a real special guy he's a leader in the community a leader for the people around him real inspiration for everybody we sit down and we get to pick his mind about fatherhood business life volunteering a bunch of cool stuff it's a really good conversation that we have with him and we hope you enjoy cheers what's up guys we're back here for another episode of ivy league mindset today we have corey from fit club fit club boot camps here in london ontario we're sitting down with him, Hawk, and I, just to pick his mind, get some ideas about his mindset. First question for you, Corey. How did you get started in fitness? Um, I was invited by a friend to
1: come try this gym out, and the gym was here in London, and it was across the street from the Greyhound station. It was in the basement. And I was like, "Where are we going? All right, we we'll park on this alley. It's like..." you could get towed so we're walking across the street and he enters the door and am going to this basement and i already denied it for three weeks and i guess that's the trend to go try a new gym takes a bunch of invites so anyways i said yes so we go and um, the workout was the deck of cards so it was a group training and you'd flip a card and whatever that face value was you'd have to do an exercise that was on the board or whatever it was 52 cards man it was the worst workout of my life i hated it i thought i worked out. i thought i was in shape because i was going to good life three days a week, eating pizza, partying through school, all that kind of stuff. And I tried this workout and it put me to shame. So right after I went to Mexico and then I came home and I saw a picture afterwards of me sitting by the pool. I'm like, who's that guy? And I was like, oh man, that's me. So I looked completely different than what I thought I looked. So then I said to him, okay, let's start. So I signed up, joined him and we kept going to this gym. and. I just carried on from there. I got right into it. I lost 42 pounds in like under three months and I got shredded down to like 180. I looked sick. (laughs) Like I I needed to eat. Like I didn't look great, but I was in the best shape I've ever been. And it just carried on from there. And I started bringing people. And once it happened for that owner, they they were kind of coaching me type thing. And then that's when it all really, truly started and I took it more serious.
2: After your, uh, after your workout, the 52 Cards workout, was it a humbling experience for you?
1: Um, I you probably like had that? too big of an ego to feel humble. Still? Still oh yeah, laughing. for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it was just like, that, that workout was hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm, I, I didn't really enjoy it, I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? We're in this basement. Um, I didn't think I would come back until I saw I was out of shape and I knew what I was doing. The, the picture humbled me but that workout is like still what is this right yeah had yeah. An attitude and a little edge on me right it was young whippersnapper firing off all yeah. you know so um yeah
2: i talk about that a lot with um having humbling experiences either you learn from it or you still let your ego take over and say oh you know what whatever that that workout was all cardio or all, <laughs> all whatever right yeah so, <laughs>
1: It's like the bro lift, right? Exactly. It's like, man, we could have done more. <laughs> Even though, like, I was dragging my ass around everywhere, being like, holy, okay, time off afterwards. Like, ah, that wasn't
0: so bad. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting day, that's yeah. for sure. And uh, how did you transition from just being someone that wanted to work out and get in shape to becoming a an instructor and a gym owner now?
1: Well, wow. um... I think it started when I just kept inviting friends to come work out with me and the current owner at the time, he had just said to me, hey, I've got this idea and it's group training and we were already doing group training, but the system was more of a drop in. So sometimes you'd come and would be just you or sometimes it'd be five or six and we'd all um, try to coordinate our times, but then he wanted more of a structure and what ended up happening is I agreed to it. So we were going to split the door, right? So I went and got my certification. And then we were gonna split the door for who came and paid 10 bucks for a workout. And I noticed it was all my people. So I have a background in banking and my business background and growing up and I always liked the entrepreneur type thing. I always did different things. So I just looked at him and I was like, okay, first week, 10 people, 100 bucks, handed 50 to him, he gave me 50. I'm like, that's not too bad. And then I had the question I just asked. I said, how much is it to rent an hour of your time at your gym And he said, 40 bucks. I was like, 40 bucks? I just paid you 50. (laughs) (laughs) And I brought all the people. So it was interesting. And I just went from there. I was like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. Then I just rented two hours a week. And I went through my Facebook Messenger list. And I pinged everybody. Whether I was annoying or not. Didn't matter to me. Just because I knew what I was doing was at the time, for me, a good thing. Um, it was very business oriented. It wasn't so much of the bigger picture. I wasn't part of something bigger yet, especially mentality-wise. I was just like, oh, 10 people in the door, pay 40, get 60. That's pretty cool for an hour, 60 bucks an hour. I'm used to making 28 bucks an hour. I just almost tripled my income. Let's go, let's try it. So that's what I did.
2: So you learned the grind pretty
1: pretty quick. Yeah, it's. I've been grinding at different things. When I was younger, I was into you know multi-level marketing, some of them I got screwed over on, some I didn't. Some learning you, experiences though. Totally learning experiences, absolutely. You learn from pretty much everything you do. Um, and then I went into this and I was like, oh, here's an opportunity. It was at, I think it was right before the big boom of group training, from what we see now to what was then. And people didn't know yet. Like I had to grind and tell people what it was and actually say, hey, no, this is good stuff. Plus, it helped that I had transformed myself, right? So that was the key to really drawing anybody in. But then it was a close group of friends, and then slowly those people dropped off and I just started getting people that didn't know. I was like, oh, there's something here. Let's keep going. Yeah. So
2: that transition to getting more people, it transformed yourself mentally and physically just to keep up with people and be better,
1: right? Yeah, 100%. Like, my life started to change. I was thinking, well, if I'm head of a gym or head of a program, whether it be I own the gym or not, I would, it was like, well, I can't be partying and going crazy and being, you know, crazy on social media and stuff like that. Like, what am I actually trying to do? So there was a long period of time that I did party and I just didn't put it on socials, right? Yeah. I not You yeah. do want to lead by example. You absolutely do. But then at the same time, if you're not growing yet or you haven't grown to that point, you're not investing into your own education and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you don't get there yet. Exactly. And... Like, I'm 35 now. I probably started with the original owners. It's got to be almost 10 years, right? Wow. So it's a long time ago, and it's just one of those things that you don't you don't grow into it until you actually take the time, step back, and, and figure out it's something that you actually want to do. And it, it came down to a conversation where I was having with a member, and I was doing network marketing at the same time, trying to, you know pushed some shakes and stuff like that because it, it ran hand in hand and it worked for a bit and then it stopped working which if you don't work hard enough at it, it usually does stop and then I was seeing members drop off so I was like well what's going on maybe this isn't for me right so I went over to this person's house and I was of course pitching these shakes and um, she just looks across the couch and says Corey people count on this place to be open like your doors opening is a huge thing for me If you decide to stop this, like you're not just stopping it for you, you're stopping it for all of us. Mm -hmm. And that day was truly when I knew, like, this is bigger. Like, I'm part of something bigger. And now in my 30s, I've been doing a lot of audible books and stuff like that. And I hear all of the big guys that are successful that I look up to and all that kind of stuff. They say, you need to be part of something bigger. And I get it now. Back then, I said it. And understood it, and someone told me right in my face, and like, hey man, like this place means a lot to people, and that's kind of what was my turning point, my transition into, okay, there's really something here, and I really love it, and then I started just changing who I was slowly and working at it, and coming to where I am now, and it's, I I look back at that and it's like, oh, that's a, that's quite a bit of change, right? So
2: I love that you still have that mindset of still learning as you get better mm-hmm. right and even five years from now you're gonna look back <laughs> at your five years ago self and know that you've done way more
1: right absolutely yeah it's pretty cool thinking about that Absolutely. and i always wonder what's five years from now gonna look like and i it has to be better right yeah i talk to my wife i'm like just imagine what five years is gonna look mm-hmm. like look what happened in the last five mm-hmm. and if i'm still feeling the same today that i did then i just know more now it's like holy firepower right so like let's go forward and try and my mentality has totally changed where let's try to bring as many people to the table to eat as possible
2: absolutely right
1: the more food you provide the more people eat and that's my real mentality now is like how do I spread this like I truly I've put it out to my tribe here my members and that kind of stuff it's like I want to help a thousand people a month mm-hmm. I want to be connected to a thousand people a month tied into Fit Club um, somehow and truly deliver some value to them and I'm pumped like it's it's pretty cool where we're going that comes from my next
2: question for you I know you're a fitness business owner fish business owner yeah. father like yeah. you got triplets right I do yes how do you find the balance for yourself to do what you do yeah like that that fire that that grind to do what you do every single day
1: Honestly, and this gives me shivers talking about it because it's another defining moment in my life when my kids were, um, we took my wife to the hospital and just, I took my wife to the hospital, my kids weren't here yet. and um, (laughs) So I took my my wife to the hospital and it was 23 weeks and the doctor said, we're not going home and you're getting checked in at 23 weeks and we're like, oh, what's going on? They told us the, the complications that could come of it. So she was on bed rest for um, the eight weeks prior to the delivery. So the kids came out at 30 weeks and six days. So they were premature, but almost 10 weeks. Uh, and then they spent six weeks in the NICU, but right then and there, they, they kind of sat us down and said, if we were to deliver today, 23 weeks, these are the complications you'll face. And it was like under 20% chance that any of them would survive, Wow. You know, right? So that was a pretty crazy day. Uh, I'll backtrack a little bit to the kind of beginning of the process, finding out with triplets and that trans, uh, transformation then of my mind. It was like, whoa, okay. So we go in, we go to the uh, doctor appointment to find out what, uh, how the baby is, right? The ultrasound. And they said, well, he goes around and he's one, you know, he's using the wand and I'll save details. But he says, well, there's one. We're like, okay, the way he's saying it, it's like, it's a leading conversation, right? It's like, well, there's one, and then moves his arm, and I'm on this view, seeing the monitor, and my wife's back here, she can't see anything. There's two, and over here, there's like something, but it's kind of nothing, so we're treating this as a multiple pregnancy, and it's twins. Oh, Stomach rumbled. Oh,
0: gosh. Like,
1: thinking you only had one going into this appointment. Yeah, we didn't know we had twins, so we find out it's twins, and we're just like, oh, shit, okay. My stomach rumbles, got to go to the bathroom, standing there shaking. And I'm just like nervous, right? Because it's like, we had just gone through marriage, we bought a house, we went on a honeymoon, like under a year later, we're told we're getting twins. So we we leave the appointment, we're crying, I'm crying, she's crying, we're calling our family, it's twins, we're okay, we got two, you know, there's two of us, it's back and forth. And then um, I believe it was four weeks, I think it was two weeks or four weeks later, it's all blurred now, but we go back. And we're both now not looking at the screen for the second ultrasound, just to check up on the twins. And the doctor's doing his thing, and he sits down and goes, huh. And we're like, <laughs> this isn't good. What? And he goes, that thing that we talked about last time over here, well, there's another one. There's triplets. And we just cursed. I cursed. I was swearing in there. I was like, what am I going to do, right? Holy. Same thing. Stomach again. On point. Went home, poured a drink had a drink and just we cried we literally cried and asked what are we going to do she called her parents and it's a blessing her parents are retired and they moved from Huntsville and bought a house in London wow and they are they're our care providers when we're trying to do the work so fast forward back to in the NICU then my fire got lit right so I had all that leading up to it don't know don't know and we're waiting for them to come waiting for them to come and now they're coming and it's like holy they're here and they came out like two and a half pounds wow and, like, all of them were under nine pounds combined. And I was in the room. Like, I was in the delivery room. I went rushed into the NICU. They brought me in there. I'm in there with my camera videotaping it all, so I have all of that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're intubating these tiny little creatures. And I'm like, how are you getting that? Like, they're so small. But they were so great. Oh, yeah. Never once was I stressed throughout the whole situation so the transition to fatherhood I was so overwhelmed there's three that I couldn't really think about anything pleasant about being a father it's like I gotta go now like I gotta do stuff like this is starts today I've gotta set up everything in place and the business has to be good my wife's gonna be off she's a nurse so she has a good job but she's gonna be off there's mm-hmm. three it's not one so all of that started going through my mind and I was just on fire from that and I Pounded out the end of the year. The kids came out of the NICU in six weeks without any issues. Home. I did everything possible. Like, I was sleeping at uh, the hospital, coming here for 5 a.m. to do the boot camp, going back, going home to the dog, getting her laundry, bringing food, going back and forth for the eight weeks. I can tell into that. it. I could
2: tell that not once. You probably, you never complained.
1: Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I may have. i <laughs> behind closed doors. Yeah. Um maybe not so much about like her being there like i was pretty positive about that and mm-hmm. i'm i'm really calm with that kind of stuff and and she's an emergency room nurse and she's calm at work but when it's about her own kids and stuff she's not <laughs> <laughs> she she gets a little <laughs> panicky right so i'm the other person that kind of levels it out and um, it was just it was a cool pr- it was a cool process and it lit my fire i was like it's not me and my wife anymore there's not just two of us like we've got a family of five and a dog and grandparents they all they all help out it's a big it's it, you need a village now you really do for sure need a village to raise them so that was my transition to fatherhood it just lit my fire and pushed me harder here further here to and i didn't lighten the load i, I worked more and i bank like i plan my hours i have great set hours now where every wednesday i'm home from like noon on every saturday i'm off every sunday from like noon on i'm open and then some evenings, and then I go home during the day because as a trainer, you guys know, we're busy in the morning, we're busy at night. That midday is a gap, but the kids are up then. So I was always saying, if I had a nine to five job to my wife, I'm like, I wouldn't be here for any of this. And it was a, it was a struggle back and forth. It's like, well, you're not here enough. And I'm like, I'm here more than I ever would be. Mm-hmm. And we, we would go back and forth at that. And it was just that realization of like, this is a better situation. Because I can be a father, I can be who I want to be, and I can still provide. It worked. Everything kind of fell in place. It's really strange how our house, the size of our house, we don't have to move. Most people have triplets, unexpected. <laughs> yeah. And, you, oh man, we need a new house. We didn't, we bought the house before. It was a weird thing. It's five bedrooms. It has, be. a, it has an Airbnb in the basement. We run a, a, a rental property. It's crazy. Like
0: That's amazing. Yeah, it truly is. It's having that, like, uh, that no-quit mindset where there's no other possibility of what can go down. Like, this is it. And I like that. I like how it lit your fire. Like, that's the same for me when I had my daughter. It's just that that fire that lights under your ass where it's like, all right, it's time to go. There's no more excuses. There's no more, like, it's going to be tomorrow. It's like, it's today. We're getting after it. Time to go. 100%. It's something. And... Everything that I've read, and
1: they talk about the baby fire, right? They talk about, well, nothing pushes you as an entrepreneur more than having a child.
2: 100%. You
1: don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, it's no longer about me. I am so small in this world now, but I'm very powerful, right? So, I hold many tools. I'm learning many more. I'm utilizing a lot of different things around me. I've got a great team around me. There's no choice. You push forward, or
2: else. I like that you surround yourself with. Amazing people inside your fitness business, but also with your family, very supportive. But mm-hmm.
1: that's part of who you are, right? It's pretty cool how things work out. Like we've obviously had trainers come and go from here and stuff like that. And I've been through, I've been through a lot. I've been through people trying to sue me. I've been through a whole bunch of stuff, and it's, it all comes down to like a perspective. And I, I've got no complaints of what has gone on through the process of becoming sole owner of the gym, I've had partners, the partners left, that kind of stuff. It's just one of those things. It's like you just have to make it go. And I had a mentor and they just said, surround yourself with people that are lovely. And whatever that means to you, that's who you need to have around you. And it was a it was just an, an idea that she had given to me. And to this day I I don't I don't talk to her too much anymore. Um but yeah I won't forget that. So anybody that comes into my circle is getting that kind of, Not I don't want to judge them or anything, it's, you get an evaluation when you meet someone new, you're like, oh who is this person what are they about, that kind of thing and if you get that vibe, you're attached, like you're like, I want this person here, I'm going to offer, here's the value it's not like, I want you here to help me I want to offer you this and if it helps you, you're helping me, Yeah. and that's how I approach it, and then again, like I said to you guys before, it's like the more we can bring into this building and these four walls provides for more people. Not only does it provide for the members, it provides for the trainers. It provides for the family of the trainers. It provides for the family of the family of the trainers because it's less support that they need to provide to their kids and stuff like that. It just it goes so much further when you actually Absolutely. look at it from a you know 30,000 feet and say, holy, I'm I'm helping a lot. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: if we weren't here, it'd be be a weird
0: place be a different
1: life absolutely weren't here yeah
0: when it comes to let's just circle back so we're back to like the fitness aspect when it comes to fitness what's your mindset with fitness nowadays now that you have all this knowledge behind you you talk about how you're always trying to gain more knowledge and learn new things you're not just stuck at when you got your personal training certificate and whatever you learned then that's that because I know a lot of trainers they They think that they get it and they don't need to learn anymore. They just like, they think they know what they know and that's that. So what's your mindset around that nowadays? Yeah, like I've gone back and forth on getting a bunch of
1: different certifications for things that I truly love. I do a lot of self-studying, that kind of thing. Um, I I have a great trainer, Ryan. He loves going to the certifications. There're three, four day courses, that kind of thing. It's harder for me now. So I definitely invest in the business side so that I can keep the doors open and, and provide. Um, I learn from him. He like comes back and teaches me. So then I study it. We're in an age where the internet is so powerful. It is extremely powerful and social media is extremely powerful. And you can cycle through different people's accounts and stuff like that and learn a lot from it. Now I don't go around saying I have all the certifications and know what I'm doing. Um, I definitely say, well, I, I'm working at it and studying and it's working for me and I present it like here's some benefits that it could do for you in the future when I do free up time and the kids get a bit older I'm definitely going to take some different courses like the one Ryan just took it's um it's called FRC's uh, short form course it's out of Toronto with Dr. Spina and he just talks about um, the rotation of your joints and how joints move properly it's opened my eyes because I've watched the videos on YouTube and stuff and I, I've totally revamped the thought process of how I even train people um, we do a lot of strength training. We do a lot of uh, balancing people's muscles and stuff like that. We believe in, in that aspect. To get better at something, well, you need to be stronger, right? As you get older, you want to have lean mass. If you have more body fat as you get older, you actually lose the ability to even push yourself out of a chair, get off the floor, go up the stairs. There's so many things that just vanish from your life if you keep that body fat on. So that's really my mentality. In the beginning, it was like, let's lift right? Let's throw the weights around. Let's, let's jump box jumps that are 72 inches and try and get up there. I'm by no means, can I get that? Um, but that was the mentality. And now it's shifted to like, I want to be able to move with my kids. I want to be able to move with my members at any point in time. I want to access the range of motion to be able to complete a push up. It's very basic, a deep squat, all the things that I think your body should be able to do and my way and how my body moves is gonna be completely different than you, Hawk, and completely different than you, did. Like I've, got, I've gone through knee surgery, I've torn a labrum, I've hurt my back, like we've all gone through injuries. I move differently now, but so does my mind based on fitness. It, it really is truly just like, let's lift to feel good. So recently, you guys have obviously seen, um, I've hurt my arm, so I'm still fighting a little shoulder thing, so I've been doing a lot of these rotation of the joints and, and working through that. Um, but I'm tucking my shirt in and doing my workouts and I call them dad lifts because I've transitioned into fatherhood and I remember my dad having a tucked in shirt and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to look like a dad. So I just did it once and I'm like, this is hilarious. So I'm having fun by myself. Yeah. Right. And some people have come in on it and said they'll do it. And there's been a couple and that kind of stuff. And I think I'll I'll keep it going once I can get back into working out. Um, right now I'm just doing a lot of mobility stuff. Honestly, you got to find something that makes it fun for you. We say that all the ah, time, honestly. I live in a gym. And it's <laughs> not that it's not fun here, but working out for myself, I'm training 10 hours a day sometimes it's like, well, I have kids, and I'm like, where do I put that time? And everybody fights it. It's not that there isn't time. You can make it. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't have time. I do. It's just I have to book it. Yeah. Right? But when I do book it, it's just around mobility and moving. Like, I can lift. I don't care if I deadlift 400 pounds or... Mind you, I did try to row the whole rack on her cable yeah. thing over here because someone else did it. But <laughs> <laughs> that's always there. My competitive spirit's always there. So sometimes I get into some heavy lifts. Sometimes I don't. But it's just to move. Fitness for me is to move. And I, I continue to learn new things. And I just want to help people. Yeah. So whatever knowledge I can gain is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Dan and, I, uh, Dan and I talked
2: about this a few times uh, about adapting to getting older and getting better right so functional fitness is definitely
1: one of the ways to go right it's mm-hmm. an interesting it's an interesting world because functional the word functional is like it's up in the air It's like That's what true. is what is functional to you like I, I see people doing cleans but to me lifting my kid I don't clean my kid <laughs> right if anybody knows like what a clean is out there like you're not throwing a kid up in the air and cleaning like my triplets above my head and and going down into a deep squat. That's true. So sometimes that's called functional, but for what? Right, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, we try, we used to use the word functional at camp, but I look at the moves and I'm like, there's one that's functional, yeah, I'm walking upstairs, so we do a box step, but if the step's higher than 24 inches, you no longer walk up a 24 inch stair, it's Mm -hmm. like maybe a nine inch rise, maybe, seven. Um, something like that. So it's it's an interesting thing. Uh, we've really shifted to just better performance training. Mm-hmm. And it goes down the line right into what we're, we're getting into some athlete stuff. And you see everything called like sports specific or functional or CrossFit or everything's very specific labels. We're into better performance. Because that's what everybody wants at the end of the day. And that's mm-hmm. something that's all common to anybody that picks up a weight is they want to be able to do it better or Mm -hmm. do it more often, which is also an improvement from doing it once a week or never. So if they're able to lift three times and not feel burnt out every week, that's better performance. So that's been our mentality here. And I'm really trying to push that out there hard on my socials and stuff like that, where we're just trying to create better people. So that's where we're at. And then you got to make it fun. Yeah. And you have to make it fun. If you can make it fun for yourself, you stay engaged. And if people come along with you, that's huge, right? You, you can't do things that you think people want to see or want to hear. So I do it for me. I know there's people that resonate with it, and they'll come along. If they don't, hey, maybe they will one day. Maybe not today. But that's my, that's my mindset with,
0: yeah. with that kind of thing. That's yeah. one thing we talk about a lot is, uh, well, two things. One, we talk about fun. Like, if you're going into the gym an hour three to four times a week and you're dreading going into the gym for that hour, you're not going to – it's not something that's going to stay sustainable for you. and something that you're going to continue on. Like, sure, you might do the four to six-week program or whatever you're going to do, but if you hate it every single day, it's just – it doesn't make sense. So I love how you say that you can make it fun for people because, like, that's what Hawk and I do. Like, a couple months ago, we were working out together at the Y, and this guy came up to us, and he's like – what are you guys training for? It looks like you're working out pretty hard. And we both sort of start laughing and we're like, oh, we're just here hanging out together tonight. And the guy looked at us and he's like, you guys are crazy. Like, you're just here hanging out. And it's like, yeah, like this is like when we get an hour of free time, this is our fun. This is the way I like to spend my downtime. Sure. You might like to go home and watch Netflix and sit on the couch. Sure. We like to work out and we like to better ourselves and we like to make ourselves like, like just when you wake up the next day, you're better you're, you know that you put in the work to make yourself better and move that needle forward just a little bit yeah and that's
1: that's all what like it's the only the single person's perspective so there's a lot of people they do all different things to make themselves better and that's the great thing and you mentioned it before where you just stopped caring about what other people are doing who am I to say if you're doing that it's not going to make you better who, who's mm-hmm. anyone to say that sitting on Netflix I can watch some really educational stuff on Netflix that would make my mind better but maybe it's not making my waistline better depending on what I'm doing while I'm doing it. So if I'm eating food all the time and you make it a habit, and stuff like that, but that's your perspective. If that's what you want, go for it. It's it's such a cool thing once you get to that mindset where it's like, man, do your thing, but if you want this, if you want what I'm doing here, I've got the stuff laid out for you to be able to come in and do it. Not because I've read it, not because I've heard someone talk about it. I've done it. I've helped people do it. These are if if you want the same things or have somewhat of the same goals, I always say, do something that someone else has already done to get what you want. You don't need to rewrite it. You don't need, a wheel rolls all the time. You just get a different wheel if you want to go, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's one of those things and that's the coolest part about it when your mind gets to that level and you guys are doing mindset podcasts and you're, you're learning this whole time. Everybody that you interview after me and before and all that kind of stuff, you're going to learn the whole time and that's great. That's bettering yourself. So it's, Whatever you put your energy into, right?
2: Uh, I like one of your quotes that i seen in the other part of the gym there about something along these lines. Fitness, to do anything like fitness goal or get to any goal you want to get to is 100% mind.
1: It is. Like it's 100% everything. And what we've seen that a lot now lately. You always see like 80-20 yeah. All these breakdowns. I'm like, that makes no sense. It's 100% mind. It's 100% fitness. It's 100% health. It's 100% food. It's 100% life. It's it's 100% of everything. Yeah. But it's everything that you want. The second you start doing stuff you don't want, then now that's taking 10% away from the hundreds, right? And when you feed your energy into that, it's it just takes the life out of you. When you can realize that that's also very cool doing things
0: that move the needle right absolutely so
1: like, move your needle for sure once, once you once you start doing those things
0: life is way different yeah yes. and doing things for you not doing things so that you can post it on Instagram so that people see <laughs> do that do it you're for the grand yeah one time for the grand yeah <laughs> like no. you really when you start doing it for you that's where you get the most fulfillment of yeah. anything and what are we here for like fulfillment success I'm listening to
1: um, a po- podcast uh, right now another one and they talked about that. What does success look like to you? Success is, doesn't have to be defined as checking the boxes off to get to a certain level. It could be anything, and it. it's up to you to decide. It doesn't mean you have to have a million dollars in your bank account, but if you want a million dollars, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you can't go and try to buy a Maserati. It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters if that's what it means to you. So the second you know who you are, what you are, what you're trying to do, the success will come to you based on those actions being taken. So it's, it's...
2: I like, I like this because it leads up to my next question. Because when I first met you, I knew right away that you were a big supporter of the community, not just with fitness, but anybody who's doing their thing, you're a big supporter of that. Mm -hmm. At what point, because I know everybody starts with a little bit of jealousy, Hating on people's grinds, getting better. For sure. And at some point, you have to grow up and be like, you know what? I'm going to use their 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 grind as my motivation. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is good. What am I going to do? When did you get like that?
1: Um, I think I still sway back and forth. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know if you truly ever come out of it because it, it does continually push you. And I don't... <laughs> I am practicing not to say anything about anybody else because don't, don't talk bad about anybody else. I'm practicing that. It doesn't always happen mm-hmm. when, you know, when you're, we're human. At the end of the day, when someone talks bad about us, well, your natural reaction is to go back at it, right? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You're defending yourself. And, and I, I take it as like, well, I'm standing up for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm in every right to stand up for myself. I'm okay with that. And whatever reaction comes from the other side of it, that's their choice. Like that's, that's they can own that. Um... But I definitely have shifted where it's like, okay, I'll look at some things and pull from it and learn from what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, that works. That's cool. I could implement that. And if I look at that for my business or I look at successful gyms and be like, oh, that's interesting. Or I'll just look, and like, that's not me. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that mindset has always been in business with me. Like I've always been like, okay, I'll look at that. I'll look at this. And then I'll try not to care, care, try not to care. So I think you always battle that continuously because it pushes you Mm -hmm. it motivates you if someone's above you or or quote unquote the number one spot man everybody's trying to take that spot Mm -hmm. and when you are the number one spot that's in your mind the other person or the other gym across town they think they're number one so what is it's all relative right and someone's trying to take the number one spot well to me it's like okay how much success do I want I want it all I want the best of the best for all of my members. I want the best of the best for me, my family, for all the trainers here. I want to be able to get everything. You use it more for motivation. 100%, anything. yeah, I'm not, I'm not here like, I hope they close their doors <laughs> yeah. because they suck. I'm like, their doors might shut down, Yeah. right? It, it, if they don't continue pushing or if they're, you know, you can kind of see certain businesses in any industry slacking, it's like, well, you guys are probably changing your pivot in business and sometimes that pivot is not great. Mm-hmm. And that pivot can lead you down a quick slide out the door. Um, so, that's there. I'm not in that mindset. I don't care what other people are doing. The fitness industry is something they're like, well, aren't you afraid of not having enough members? I'm like, there's 400 plus thousand in the city. To run a sustainable business by the books, at these numbers, you need 150 people maybe, right? To run a sustainable business. If you go over that, you're really doing well uh, in the fitness industry, I feel. 150. I'll go up in a high-rise. I I used to go in the Renaissance. My friend used to live in there. We would look out the window. And I'm like, man, there's like 70 people right there. If I went and talked to 70 people with my new speaker over the mic, and they all heard me, I could get four. If you do the math, you could get four. You might get 10. But if you get four, and you do that 10 times a year, well, do the math. There's 40 in one year. So now I'm already, you know... Almost 20, you know, almost thirty-three percent of my goal. That's pretty cool. You just have to have that. There's so much more out there. If you have scarcity, you're done. If you, if you think the world is yours to go and reap the benefits of, you're good. There's so much fruit. There's low-hanging, there's high-hanging, there's ones that you'll never reach.
0: That is what it is. You can't have that mentality. That's a big thing. If you have that scarcity mentality, you're not going to succeed. And you're not going to help anyone around you succeed. I know one of the someone that I look to for a lot of advice. They always talk about how they want to build a big building, but they also want everyone around them to build a big building. Everyone can build big buildings for sure in the city. Yeah, and when you have that type of mindset, I mean that's yeah. really the only type of mindset I think you can have. Yeah, try finding money when you want it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never find
1: it. One hundred percent. When you don't, when you're not thinking of it, and you're trying to just provide value, it's all of a sudden, whoa, where'd that come from? deals pop up different things like I I've been able to get into some deals different businesses and, and have income streams come in and stuff like that just out of the blue and then you know people have offered different deals and I've presented them to you know to my my sounding board which is at home and um, it's like oh that, that deal's not that good of a deal right it's like well, wait a second it sounds nice it's got big bright lights on it and you're like yeah, yeah I'm running right to it and then you look at the sun and you're like this might screw you over oh yeah okay I'm gonna take a second here right and And then you have to start trusting your own ability to be able to create what someone else is presenting to you. And I think that's been a big thing for me over the last two years, because in 2017, I had a partner, went through the year with them, we were very successful, and then uh, 2018, it was all on me. And I was presented a deal, that kind of stuff to partner up with somebody else, and I just said to myself, I'm like, if I just take the time, put in the action steps, I can get to what this person is offering me right now. Just might take me longer it's all mine
0: mm-hmm.
1: right it's all mine it's all me and that was way more appealing and I just didn't have that mindset of like I needed somebody else to help me you just have to open your mind there's other resources there's different places if you need money you can get money there's, there's lots of different resources for an entrepreneur to be able to start a business so if you fear it can you uh,
2: give the audience a couple tips if they're one foot in the door one foot out to be entrepreneur. yeah, they, they have a great idea,
1: but they're halfway in. Yeah, I just talked about this on my coaching call. So we do 30-minute coaching calls every Sunday night with my group, um, my online program, and it's all mental coaching on different scenarios. I just talked about it. I'm, my biggest first tip is shoot first, aim second. If you shoot and it lands somewhere close to what you were targeting, you're going to learn, you're going to adjust, and then you're going to shoot again. So always shoot first mentality and try it. You have to just do it. If you have the means to do it and it's not going to put you into the poorhouse, go for it. Set yourself up for success. You've got to take risks. If you don't take those risks, you won't know. You'll live that. I almost want to say you, you might live in mediocrity if you don't take those risks of what you truly want in life. You'll just get what you get and you'll choose to go down that line and it is what it is but if you take that step like you said one step in the door well let's go two steps in the door that's the shooting part and then you once you're in there let's aim at what you want and then away you go you shoot again so I think that's probably one of my greatest mentalities to have as an entrepreneur it's like I bought a condo so this was me shooting first the whole time my friend came to me he's like oh let's buy this condo it was my business partner back then and I said, okay, let's do it. 7500 bucks each. Go put it down. We put the deposit down. I go home. My wife's sleeping. She's on nights. I wake her up. She goes, what are you waking me up for? So mad. And I'm like, oh, I bought a condo. She goes, you what? <laughs> she woke up pretty quick. She goes, you did what? I can't talk about this right now. So she goes back to sleep. Five minutes later, I'm like, you got to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a condo. She goes, you did what? I'm like, don't worry. It's going to have a, it's like high on the, it's up. There's a rooftop patio going to be built. There's a. There's a golf simulator that didn't sell it for. Her. It sold it for me. But anyways, I did that without even, I just shot, right? And all of a sudden, it worked out. We sold it um, before occupancy and made a profit. But it was a good deal. Put a bathroom renovation in our house based on stuff like that. So she's happy. Wow. Well, yeah, <laughs> she's happy now. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, it's one of those things that you kind of just have to trust your gut sometimes yeah. and shoot shoot for it. If you, if you want to be an entrepreneur, just do it. Try to surround yourself with people that have done it before. Don't You can kind of find out if they're just reading a book or it's pretty transparent. If, if you read a book and you're a pro, all of a sudden you're putting videos out on it because I'm a master at it. You can go into their track record and figure out in the background. It's pretty easy. So yeah, that's it.
0: That's my advice for entrepreneurs. Just go for it. That's one thing we talk about a lot about, uh, like, the people that read a book and are all of a sudden an expert, or the people that have gone through the grind and actually physically learned and know. Like, who would you rather learn from? I know me personally. I'd rather learn from the people that have gone through the grind, and when you ask them a question, it's not like, oh, let me turn to page 52 so I can answer that for you. It's like, well, you know, this happened to me back then, and this is how I tackle that situation. Yep. So maybe this is how you could tackle it. Like... They, they might not know exactly how you should tackle a situation, but they can at least explain that when they were in that type of situation, they tackled it this way. So then at least you get a little bit of, like you, you can get a little bit of more understanding of like, okay, like they went through it, they succeeded, they, they yeah. dealt with it, they figured it out, like I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. The, the one thing that's beautiful from a mentor
1: or somebody that's done it before you, they're always going to give you advice on how to do it, what to do, and you'll never take it. You'll do what you want to do, anyways. Hundred percent. Knowing in the background, <laughs> yeah. like knowing in the back of your head that there's there's sound advice, but I gotta learn too, right? Yeah. And you're like, afterwards, you're like, man, you were right. Like, I probably should have done it that way. It's but like, it's okay. To your father, though. It right? is. It is. It truly is, and it, and it's okay too. Like as an entrepreneur, you're gonna go through that. You're gonna do things even though someone's already done it and told you to do it this way. But you're like, man, I wanna do it my way, and that's cool because what'll happen is the influence from that person will come in without you even realizing it so at the end of the day you might get to the same end spot if you did that person's way or your way but it's one of those things that you have to make it individual to yourself knowing the advice that's out there and and getting it and just having that help you like influence you not make your deciding factor you don't want to live someone else's life the same way they did absolutely right so you you groove your own path and for sure and it's just it's that help it's that's what it is it's help you don't have to take it most times, because you don't. Yeah. So yeah. Like, like I said, it's like listening to your to your father. Yeah.
2: Any advice he's ever given me, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. And then eventually they all come true. I'm like, now I think that he knows everything, right? Yeah, now. he's a genius. I listen to everything sure. he says, right? Yeah. But uh, it's it's good. Um, but I'm a big fan of doing it and learning it also, right? Mm-hmm. Not just spitting out podcasts, sure, or books that we've read, right? But doing it on your own trial and error.
1: Mm-hmm. It looks it sounds to me that you've learned a lot through oh, yeah. through a lot of trials. Absolutely. You you run promos for the business, I'm like, oh that one sucked. And you're like, <laughs> let's not do that again. And then you like I set up a reward system on the system on like our app that we use and it's confusing sometimes and then you have to tweak it. Like you do lots of different things in business and you have to come back to the table and you're always changing things. Like we'll run with lists and lists and lists of things, and I'm just like No more lists, takes up a lot of time, let's just focus on social connecting with the community. And to go back to what you said, like our community involvement and stuff like that, that's now my main focus. Because I just posted the other day on my own Instagram, it's like, if you want to help more people, you have to talk to more people. This is crazy, like it's so simple, talk to more people. But yet we're afraid of that barrier, crossing that barrier of a stranger to reach out and just talk to them. So like I practice, myself to talk to people i don't know and i've never had a problem i've worked in a bank i've been you know on the phones i've talked to people cold calls stuff like that gone door knocking um like i've sold razor blades to an insurance company door knocking right in saint thomas it's like mind you i only did it for a day succeeded made a hundred bucks and said that's not me. (laughs) but it's, it's those things that you have to you have to do uh, and, and just connect if you want to help more people you need to talk to more people so from a fit club perspective we get out in front of um, the cancer lymphoma society so we do the light the night walk every year so we've been asked i think it's the last two years we've done it the warm-up so we're the last people on the stage we get introduced and the community comes together so a bunch of members comes with me and I'm on the mic yelling at the crowd, and there's like a bunch of people in the crowd. There's kids at the front doing all their stuff and warming up and getting into a push-up challenge, and then all the members are on stage doing it with me. So that's really cool um, that we do, and we give different charities. Um, you know, we do a, cold, a clothing drive in the winter time for people that are on the streets for mission services and stuff like that. And we do the coldest night of the year as well. We do the warm-up that's usually at CCH High School, and that kind of stuff is pretty cool. Um, and then I do my own stuff on the outside. Uh, we're recently, we're going to be um, spokespeople for Children's Health Foundation. Cool. So we're giving back to the hospital with the money that they get from the government. The Children's Health Foundation kind of closes that gap for technology and the NICU and stuff like that for the tools that they need because they don't get full funding to stay up to date in technology to be able to service the babies that come through there. So it hits home. Once I saw, like it was interacting <laughs> with these people and I saw... They have like a person that comes in the NICU and does a coffee cart and helps the parents and stuff like that. I was like, hey, this is cool. How do I, how do we get involved? And I came home and I told my wife, I'm like, I called CHF. I went to the place, had an interview. They said, do this. My original idea was to get together with a kind of like a networking group. And the four of us would create a gala to give back to CHF. But that didn't work because it's four minds doing different things, trying to go one direction, but it was my direction. So I realized that I'm like, these guys don't care about that. And it's totally cool. Because they have something else, like they they like shelter dogs and stuff like that. So I'm like, well, I don't really care too much about it, but that's not my passion. So I went at it and said to my wife, "Let's do this." So we are going to do that. Um, giving back is great. It's the full circle, right? I think that helps my fulfillment. Not everybody chooses that path, but for sure, it's something that I
0: do. Yeah, and the more you like, the more you give, the more you get. And I know. Some people give with that mentality. They give to want to get. Sure. But you really, truly get the most when you give without any expectation. You just give for your own self to fulfill your own cup, basically. Yep. And that's one thing that we really love about you and like what you do here is just is that involvement in the community and everything you do to help them. You're not just here to make a buck. You're here to help people. You're here to get out there and get people involved and make everyone's life better. Absolutely.
1: Like, yeah, we're in business. There's nothing wrong with being in business or else the businesses wouldn't thrive. Like we wouldn't have it. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's what do you give extra, right? Like what are the extra things? So that's all I think about. I'm like, how do I give more value? And sometimes the ideas are hokey. It's like, well, that's not really giving more value. It sounds cool, but no one actually utilizes it and stuff like that. So we always go through that that process. But that's truly what I'm here for and try to really put it in to their heads, the members. Just like, guys, listen, like there's a person that just reached out to me today and was like well i think i'm going to stop this diet that i'm on they're on the keto diet and they're having success and it doesn't matter my opinion of one diet over another there's no one path right as a fitness professional if you say there's one path then man you need to go and find a new professional but i don't like it for me doesn't i don't like it i don't like eating like that that's fine that's fair it's totally fair So this person comes to me and says, well, I'm down 24 pounds in like 40 plus days or whatever it is. And I said, it's not broke. Don't fix it. Don't change it. She said, well, I'm going to come off of it. And I said, why? You still have weight to lose, right? Like you still have a goal. Yeah. Okay. Well, I kind of want some other things. I'm like, it doesn't matter what diet you do. You want other things all the time. So it doesn't matter. So I just told the person, I said, stay on it stick to it. Like, well what happens? I've seen people just gain all the weight back after and come off it. I'm like, I will coach you off of it to the best of my ability and find the information that you need that you can implement if you ever want to come off it. If it's a long term thing for you, cool. If not, let's get you off of it when you're ready. But it's you're still good you still have your goal and it's working. Don't don't change it. So that's my mentality with people. I'm like, I will offer that and I don't ask for anything. I don't care. I know that deep down that that person probably creates that creates more loyalty I've learned that just through experience I'm like okay that person hasn't left me in three years there's a reason for that right and it's not because I'm cheaper than other gyms or any of, the, any of that stuff it's the extras yeah absolutely and when that comes full circle and you're realizing that and you're getting those reviews and you're getting those comments and you're getting people crying to you and telling you about everything I think then you know you're in a good spot and you're it's not that you're safe to and you're in a complacent position but you're just recognizing that you're doing the right things you're on the right path i feel like
2: uh, that makes for a better trainer better person right a coach yeah better coach you know for sure doing those things behind closed doors that we don't really talk about we just give right there's so
1: many hours that we're unpaid for as trainers <laughs> so many it's and it's it's fine and it's one of those i think it's one of those stigmas in the industry of like how many hours actually goes into a client like we'll sell a one-on-one package for 36 hours and if you only give 36 hours as a trainer, man, you're not in business for a while. You're, you will be out. Because it's not that it's an expectation, the client knows that um, they paid for 36 hours. It's a transaction, here's your receipt, way you go. It's up to you as a trainer to take on that responsibility that you have to deliver extra. This is not just, look at that, there's a rep scheme thing on our wall here, there's a one, you know, one rep max continuum there, there's some charts of the skeletal system and stuff. That's not what this is about. Nobody cares about that stuff. The clients coming in don't care. They just want to know that you know it and that they can get results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also want to know that they can talk to you. a
2: personal level, right? Yeah. That's
1: the personal and personal training, right? So, Man, that's everything. Like, hours. Hours goes into people over and over. And sometimes you get pretty busy and you mess up on stuff and you just own it. You're like, man, I, I'm sorry I haven't been paying too much attention outside of the gym but it's always all about that like i'm really big on that i'll connect and i'll give like i sent one person a message it hasn't been in in a while and i said hey it's uh your regular monday kick yourself in the (laughs) ass text message saying get your butt in with all the love behind it like Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of love and they just laugh and say you're hilarious and it's it's good right but those are the things that i think make a good trainer a good business owner and then a good coach good friend we're friends with the people that we do train um yeah
2: we definitely need more people, more trainers, more more people in general like this, right? Where they're passionate about what they do. Right? Like we said, the combination of passion, uh the education, the personal, like the human relations part. Yeah. We need we need more people like that instead of just people who are only buck smart or the people who know how to just do, but don't know how to human relate to other people,
1: right? Yeah, I think the education system is interesting. I I love what it does and the the skills that people obtain by going and getting education. I think it's interesting that people will go into certain fields because of what they get when they come out. It's like, wow, well, I'm going to get 120 grand salary from doing this. I'm like, yeah, but you love it? Do you love going to that for 120 grand? I'll take 60. Like, I literally left a TD job of eight and a half years, and I said to my wife, I don't know if we're going to make any money, and like we're making you know 60, 70 grand TD potentially nothing and I said to her I don't love what I do anymore I literally got to the point where I took the paper I put it across the desk and I tried to have a conversation about who they were in their life and this I had no control over I send it to somebody else it's signed great off it goes somebody tells me Corey you signed it wrong okay fix it somebody then tells me Corey it's not going to get approved I then have to have that conversation with people like These are the steps it takes to get your approval. This is what you have to do. Let's restructure this. And it just wasn't me anymore. I'm like, I don't get to decide anything. I can't be creative. I can't do anything. It's all dictated by somebody else. So I was like, hey, man, this job's not for me. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to strategically place myself in a position of power to be able to go after what I want. Like If you love something, there's nothing stopping you from going for it. It's other than you. Absolutely. That's it, right? You're yeah. the person. Yeah. All the time. You're the yeah. person. If you stop yourself, that's your
0: fault. Again, right? with that mindset. <laughs> right? Totally. So. Yep. Yeah. And you can really, like you guys were saying, you can really see that in the trainers that are just there to make a buck and the trainers that are there to really help you. Like that lady that came to you saying keto, the trainers that might want to make a buck be like you know what you're right here's my meal plan you should take this i can sell you this <laughs> blah, blah 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 but you telling her that you know what i think you're wrong with your decision maybe you should stick with what you think yeah, what is working for you working, that's for what sure. builds the trust that's what that's what keeps them coming back yeah. and that's what shows them that you really do care because you're not out there to to just sell them something or whatever you're there to help them and listen to their concerns but also give them your opinion and well, that's what they're asking you for they're asking for your knowledge
1: they're paying you for your knowledge yeah you're going to share it if you hold it back you're doing a disservice to them um i have said this a lot lately because people have come up to me oh when's the next meal plan coming up i'm like guys i gave you one that works it's whole foods it's if you want to change the meals up there's like 72 recipes on this plant i know me personally do not cook a cycle of 72 different recipes. I don't even think I could do that physically. I would be like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to look at a piece of paper. You know what I mean? And they're like, well, what's the next plan? What's the next challenge? And I see all these challenges, 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 and we've tried to do it. Everybody that's bought, we have one program that we do, and it's called the Fire Starter. It's a 30-day program of habit restructuring. It's a full made for you to teach you how to meal prep of all whole foods. And yes, there's a recipe for each day. That's it. That's it. They're like, oh, I think I'm going to do the fire starter again. I said, why? Why pay me again? Just do it. You already have the program. I'll give you the coaching. Like, you can still talk to me, all that kind of stuff. You've already paid it. You've already earned it. You've already succeeded once. Or maybe you didn't succeed once because you didn't follow it. Um, or, you, you know, I, don't re- I can't resell that stuff. Like, there's, there's only one way to eat, and it's the way that works for you. You're trying to teach them how to fish. Yeah. Like, if I, if I customize a meal plan for you of things you don't like and you're not going to eat it, what did you pay me for? Why would, I customize? Why would I customize a meal plan for you? And I'm not knocking anybody that does it, but in my own opinion, if I customize something for you, what do I know? Especially if you don't go and get a blood test and I'll figure out what you're actually maybe allergic to or what works for your body and all that kind of stuff. There's so much more science behind it, but all I know is whole foods works. It's so cool how it works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're tempted and it's tasty <laughs> and that's okay too and all those other things. It's okay. There's not a bad food out there. There's just, the choices if you continuously make them lead to this outcome. And it's like, I can show you a whole food menu if you don't want to eat it and you want to eat this stuff, you'll get this result. Yeah. You get this result.
2: You think, um, this is what I noticed, one of the big problems, I don't know if you agree or not, is there's so many programs out there right? And they follow it, but they don't choose to learn from it. You know what I
1: mean? They're mindlessly going through it. They're just programming it in. Yeah. Our program is habit restructuring. You can't... Your habits are always there. You have to create... If you know the habit loop book, you have to create a different reward at the end of accomplishing something that you're actually tasking yourself to do. And if you do that continuously, you'll realize the benefit and then that overpowers it. Like when I want to actually lean out, get abs, all that kind of stuff. I don't eat for pleasure. I'm like, this gets me what I want. That straight road path. Yeah. To what you got to get. If I cigarette. come to that wall and it's not working anymore, I'm like, okay, I stay in the lane. All I do is remove an item. I push it out the door. It does a tuck and roll. And I enter something else in. And if that works, beautiful. If not, gone. Not another thing comes in. You just tweak it. But my mentality is the same. I was on a six week challenge and I, I have a pretty crazy transformation it was a German volume training program that Ryan wrote for me. And I literally said at the very beginning of it, I want to come out looking like a GI Joe. That was my mentality. I said, I, I just want to do this once. I want to be big. I want to be ripped. I want to be lean. I came out looking like a GI Joe because I didn't let anything affect me. I didn't mm-hmm. let anything distract me. I just said, this is how I get it. I know how to get it. I'm going to do it. Not everybody can do that, but it is a choice. At the end of the day, it's a choice. You guys choose to do this podcast because you want to, not because it's a cool thing to do and everybody's doing a podcast. You can do it and be successful at it if you choose to. Absolutely. It's like if I open a car wash beside a car wash and I just wash the car better, I'm going to be more successful. 100%. Right? Train better, be better. Yeah. So, where are you guys at now? So, is
2: there any... Anything you want to shout out? Any new projects? Oh, like
1: I, I don't know if I'll divulge on that stuff. I've told some members and stuff. There are some things in the works. Um, we just believe in providing good things for people and attracting good people. Mm-hmm. Um, like our gym is it's open to trainers to come and check it out. We're, we're pretty open to that. We're a teaching gym. We have an intern. That kind of stuff we're trying to get into with the schools and build a relationship there in the community. Um, we're just trying to put more people in into better shape into better performance getting what they want whether they actually want to change their body or their mind I am a huge coach on the mindset like I run the online program it's a Monday through Monday every day we do something different on on the Facebook group and then we end it with a coaching call on Sunday night for 30 minutes I love it been doing it for over a year it's not well known is what it is Mm-hmm. It might become well known one day, just gotta keep at it. So we do that. We're just here, open doors. It's a place, honestly, when I first opened the doors, I wanted it, a place that people could come and hang out. Mm-hmm. And the workout is secondary. Yeah, we work out here. Yeah, we lift weights. Like my recent mentality is like, man, I show a lot of videos of workouts. Everybody shows a lot of videos <laughs> of workouts. What are you showing in between? There's your four hours a week working out if you're on the good end, right? And if you're not on the good end, you're less than four, there's 168. You do the percentages there, Yeah. 100% of the results did not come from the gym mm-hmm. and lifting weights. Yep. You lift to get stronger, feel better, endorphins, all that. We all know that stuff. But it's the mindset. And
0: your name, Ivy League Mindset. And that's, uh, that's why we started this podcast because, like in our opinions, and just like you said, everything breaks down to mindset. If you don't have the mindset, you're not going to accomplish any goal that you set out there, whether it's eating clean, working out, buying a house, whatever it is. If you don't have the mindset before you go into that, you're, you're not going to succeed. It's true. It's true. And I don't just coach fitness
1: stuff. If someone needs help with a house, I, I wrote mortgages. Okay, here we go. I'm going to put tools in my box and I'll always use them. Right, people yeah. forget about the tools they have. You, we are we are all so useful if we want
2: to be. I so. like uh, I like that you like I'm a big fan of this too. Is uh, getting better mentally and physically. It's not just physical, like you said. If it's watching something educational, like sometimes I up. get
1: worse physically, <laughs> and I have to improve my mentality to, a little be bit to get better, better though, physically. Right? Yeah, a little bit better. Right? You have to because your brain thinks one way and it actually hurts you physically. Yeah. Because you put yourself into, into harm's way. You might be doing things you shouldn't be doing, lifting different things you shouldn't be lifting. Yep. You have to actually go and train your brain again to get back in that better path or that better frame of mind to then become better physically. So it's if you forget it, it's you're done.
2: Hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hand
1: in hand. Yeah, Taking sure. a step
2: back, too, is not a bad bad idea. I remember getting rid of that young man's mentality where yeah. you just want to lift everything uh, heavy.
0: Yeah. You don't care about Bullying the warmth. in a china shop
1: yeah that's what you are everything (laughs) goes down with you right it's like oh ah well on to the next one yeah it's totally different now it's calculated I I surround myself with people that talk the talk because they've walked it and people that don't hey like that's cool do your thing figure yourself out you'll find it but whatever your perspective is what you think you've gone through that's you that's Mm -hmm. yours like hey that's not me yeah I don't get to judge that I'm not perfect no one is Mm -hmm. We sit and judge in the, in the quiet of our yeah. family, <laughs> right? It's yeah. true. And, and then you question yourself and you're like, you go back and forth if you reflect on it. But
2: yeah. Sometimes we don't got time to worry about other people's things, right? It's totally. trying to figure ourselves out, be, be better, mm-hmm.
1: to be better for everybody else, right? People say that all the time in group training. They're like, oh, what if somebody looks at me and sees what I'm doing? I'm doing it wrong. I said, honestly, everybody's moving at the same time and no one's looking at you. They're looking at themselves thinking the same damn thing. So no one looks at anybody. Yep. Except the trainers look at you. That's it.
2: And when people go to the gym, whether you're at a box gym, studio, whatever,
1: they're there to be better. Yeah. Don't you agree? They are. They are. And the ones that aren't, don't go. Yep. I say that I say that all the time. If someone has an ego and walks in the door and we're all happy people, the egotistical person leaves. They don't come back. They're like, that's too happy in there. What is this place? They never last. No. Um, I like that you're promoting
2: the tuck in the shirt, dad. Yeah, rather just than the, rather than the
1: dad bod. Yeah, <laughs> promotion. yeah, yeah, The dad bod stuff. Yeah, I, I got rid of. It. I started with that, but I don't really have quote unquote the dad bod. Like I'm okay, I'm not out of shape, I'm not the, in shape, but
2: you know, it's more the dad bod mentality, though, right? Yeah, like what,
1: like, what is it like being lazy, getting a beer gut? Is that and, kind of what? Yeah, it is. And promoting
2: just promoting letting yourself out. go, basically. Oh, okay. right? Like Yeah, yeah. Promoting unhealthy. Like, I don't want to see my kid throwing a ball to another dad and saying that, like, that's what he's going to do for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'd rather be playing with my son.
1: Yeah, like, tucked in dad lifts, and I I ordered superhero uh, socks. There we go. Superhero, they're a little (laughs) bit longer. Like, you guys can't see this, but... and Dan you guys can I got the Punisher on tonight There you go. because I was coming into this podcast I was getting hyped up for it that I was going to crush it right if anybody's watched the Punisher he's pretty intense yeah um I always get myself psyched out for things like that I get myself psyched out for my coaching calls and for for this I've never been on a podcast so I was like I gotta bring my best stuff like I'm still wearing joggy pants guys and a
0: sweatshirt because I always do but I bring my best it's been fun it's been cool yeah you did great you did great if um, our listeners want to get a hold of you, where they, where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, just Fit Club Bootcamps on Instagram, all one word.
1: Um, you can find us the same on Facebook. If anybody wants to try a class, download Fit Club Bootcamps in the app. It's a branded app. It's very simple. We're giving three free classes away uh, for anybody anywhere really. If you want to commute, we have people come that are friends or cousins and stuff like that. I don't really, you know, say no to people that are coming. So download the app. You get three for free right now. And, uh, yeah, that's where you find us, and you can always come by, hang out. We're here a lot. <laughs> yeah, and you'll, you'll see me around the city doing different events, and, yeah.
0: It's awesome. Well, thanks, man. That was good, and um, I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot out of this one. Appreciate it. You really it. brought your A-game, and you, uh, you killed this thing. Yeah, it's awesome. This is your second one? Our fifth. Fifth, fifth one. recorded so fifth one? Yeah, one, fifth yeah. recorded nice. one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah that's good you guys are putting in work yeah. you just launched it and you're already at your fifth recording yeah yeah good we're going yeah like you <laughs> said everybody everybody has a
2: podcast everybody's a trainer but what makes us a little bit different right and we're going to show that to people we're going to, we don't have to talk about it too much. We're just going to, I've never
1: met another hawk. So that's already step one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Right. That's why you dance. But, uh, yeah, no, you guys are doing great things. I've, I've watched you. I didn't even know you ahead of time, but I was already connected through yeah. socials, uh, yeah. another one of our network, uh, buddies, Justin. Um, but yeah, it's cool how it all comes full circle. Right. So we do, uh, an entrepreneur workout usually once a month too. So with prime real estate, um, we do them here at Fit Club and then hopefully we're going to do some off-site stuff. So that's another way if you if you guys want to reach out, maybe we can shoot you the invite for that when it is if you're mm-hmm. available to do it. Um, we're just trying to connect more people together that want right. to connect people. Yep. We can all survive, we can all thrive if we help each other, right? With that being said, the, if the mom community
2: can come together, the dad community and the entrepreneur community right. can come together. Absolutely, right? so
1: like communities... You just have to support each other. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's it at the end of the day. <laughs> when everyone supports everyone, good things happen. Absolutely. Move forward. More positive yeah. more positivity. Right. Awesome. So
1: good stuff, guys. Thank you very much. Thank
0: Appreciate you. it. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Cheers. Thanks so much guys for tuning in to another episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you guys want to learn more about Fit Club Boot Camps, you can find them on all the social media platforms Instagram, Facebook. You can find them at fitclubbootcamps.ca. You can also find them in the App Store and download their app. And as always, if you need to find us, you can find us at Ivy League Mindset. And for Hawk, it's at HawkDation. And for myself, it's at FitDadDan. Cheers, guys.